I'm your host for this episode, George. We are going to be doing a deep dive on some of our oldest episodes, and here is a little bit of a taste of episode one, our favorite five movies and movie battle. We, as a team, were recording on fucking tray tables, and Chris had a microwave that he was recording on. So if the audio quality isn't as crisp as you're used to, bear with us. But here's a little taste, just a little taste of what it was like the first day on the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. Billy Madison, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler's very controversial topic, believe it or not. Even though I think everybody likes his movies in some degree or another, my favorite has always been Billy Madison. It's maybe the dumbest movie that he did. Maybe. Because I recently watched Don't Mess with the Zohan. Nah, Jack and Jill is like by far the worst movie oh, he's done. Oh my god. Yeah, Jack and Jill was Jack and Jill. I'm not was saying bad. bad. No, no. I'm oh, not just, saying just stupid. I'm not saying stupid in a bad way. I love stupid movies. Okay, in terms of comedy, like I will absolutely pander the lowest common denominator. He gets drunk and he sees an imaginary penguin half of the movie. It's like the best bit. He's like, and he walks in and the penguin is in the house of the girl that he likes when he's stone drunk. And he, the penguin's holding a martini and he's imagining it because he's drunk. And he says, I see how it is. And he like turns away and he leaves. And I mean, if that doesn't encapsulate the nonsense of the movie, I don't know what does. I wish that happened to me when I got drunk. When I get drunk, I just get shamed by my family. The the and speaking of being <laughs> drunk, dude, the I what I think is the best part of that movie is when the kid pisses his pants on the field trip mm. and he goes on the bus and he uh, he pours water on his pants. He said, Peeing your pants is cool. <laughs> I've never been drunk and pissed my pants. Maybe one day I'll get to that point. And then the, the old lady says the old lady at the, the field trip says, if peeing your pants is cool, then you could call me Miles Davis. <laughs> And Adam Sandler's like, oh my god, lady, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh my god. All right, then. Okay, all right. I'll move on to my next one. All right. Off of Adam Sandler and his comedy and onto another comedy great, both of them in Step Brothers, John C. Riley and Will Farrell. The movie is just all around. It, it, it encapsula- encapsulates like what I feel and want in a comedy movie. Like there's a storyline on my drum set. Yeah. There's such a good storyline, you know, like nowadays step brothers are known for their, their roles in porn as more than, <laughs> more than <laughs> what? what are you doing? Step bro. Step bro. Oh, yeah, but I'm now- stuck under the bed. <laughs> How do you get stuck under the bed? <laughs> that fake ass shit. But Will Ferrell, John C. Riley nail it in fucking stepbrothers where they go and they just you could see the hatred in them in the first dinner that they have and and he's like squirting the ketchup and everything he's like what john c Riley is like squirting the ketchup he's like what i like it and then his his dad's like that's enough dale that's enough and you could just see them fucking going at it the whole movie by far the best scene is the drum set scene where john c Riley comes home and he's like why are you sweating on the couch and will ferrell is just like watching cops and then you know john c <laughs> Riley has to go upstairs to fucking investigate his drum set sees the chip on the drumstick comes back downstairs in just the goofiest way possible and he says oh it's quite funny uh it seems that somebody definitely touched my drum set 
He's like, well, that's crazy because I didn't touch it. He's like, I know you touched my drum set. You're a fucking liar because cops doesn't start till five. <laughs> and they fucking go at it. Oh. And if that scene doesn't show how funny they are, they showed in the last scene when fucking Will Ferrell and him performed that fucking Victorian song. <laughs> With like ridiculous drum fills in it. <laughs> Boats and hoes. It's, it's, it's such a fucking good movie to not put in my top five. But anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Well, I like to say that, like, it has so many quotable and, like, referenceable moments. And all of it's because the, the, like, the dynamic duo, they just, John Riley and Will Ferrell, they just bounce off each other the whole movie. And, like, that's why they're in so many movies together, like Talladega Nights, but Step Brothers is maybe the best one. So that's how I agree. Definitely. I I never watched the one where they were, uh, what's the most recent one? The Sherlock Holmes one. I didn't watch that oh, one. Oh, see, I'm a little bit out of the loop. I didn't Holmes see and it. Watson. Holmes and Watson. I heard There's a sequel now, right? There's two of them. I heard that it wasn't as good as people thought. Like, oh, fuck. It's, it's a shitty. Yeah. You can't have stepbrothers and then expect everything to live up to that, that movie. Yeah, or they you can fucking, Nights by that. Hard truth. Yeah. They set the bar high on that one. No doubt. No doubt. Definitely. All right. I'll move on, on to also? my next one. Um, you should appreciate this one because I know we've talked about this. Uh, mine. One of my next top fives is Borat. Okay, <laughs> I can see it. That, wow. You know, it's funny, and this is going to sound terrible, but it's like a nostalgia trip for me because my dad showed me that. My dad and I watched that movie, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. My parents took me to that movie in the movie theater. They felt like <laughs> just the worst parents after. Like, I don't know what they were expecting, but fucking. <laughs> they thought it was going to be like a documentary about a guy coming from the Middle East to America and just making a good life. <laughs> Five minutes in, there's fucking Sasa Barraconan in a one piece fucking <laughs> washing his bathing suit, washing himself in the river, hugging his fucking junk as tight as possible. That dude is hairy as shit, but keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I, I, I just that's a nostalgia trip for me. I remember you and I used to you and I used to quote it all the time. Like, hey, hey dog, don't show us your huggies, though. <laughs> when they got <laughs> he meets up with some dudes outside. Of, where was it like Detroit? Yes. Is in Detroit. And like he meets up with these like these dudes and they like get him to sag his pants. But he has like really weird underwear on. So it's just but it like it doesn't look right because he still has like his belt tight like around his thighs. The fact that he actually went out and did that shit because I heard that film was all like fucking like 90 percent of his organic except for Pamela Anderson. I thought that part was true, but it was staged. But still, yeah, it came out years later. Like the dude who sold him that he wanted to buy the Hummer from was like, oh, I didn't know I was going to be used in a movie like that. And so he tried to sue them. (laughs) But but like the contract, (laughs) but it didn't go through because of the contract he signed. What was the thing that he wanted in his car? A pussy magnet. He wanted his car to be a pussy magnet. He, he said, had, "Does like, this car come with he, pussy magnet?" And he goes, "He goes, uh, yeah, they, they, they like this car." And but, but how much did he have? He had like five hundred dollars, so they gave him an ice cream truck. Oh, <laughs> and then they got the, the funniest part for me though is like they don't know how to turn off the the song, like the 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 ice cream truck song, and they have a bear in the back, so they pull into a park, like a park with kids in it, to try to stop, and the kids run up against ice cream, and the bar just. The, the bears are like, and the kids freak out because <laughs> they think it's an ice cream truck and here's this bear just screaming at them. What, that's one of like the craziest. You see a lot of people do that nowadays, like on YouTube. Yeah, like that's, with, what, that's the premise of like the Nelk boys is them going out and doing 
insanely dumb shit and people laughing at it except this man pretended to be from fucking kazakhstan and comes to america (laughs) for a documentary and he is just he's just all off on the wrong page he tried to pay he broke a whole bunch of shit in an antique store and tried to pay with it with his fucking pubic hair like yeah, who the fuck yeah, does yeah. that he goes, this is very nice where i come from <laughs> and then i still remember um like with pamela anderson that was the the greatest ending and he's like can i have you sign this for like so and so so he has like have her sign it for like 15 people and then he has like this blanket that he's going to use to like kidnap her to like wed her. And then he just throws it over. What's funny thing though is um, I, I read an interview on it and because it was staged and Pamela Anderson got injured because like a dude tried to stop him. No so they actually oh, filmed it twice. Shit. They filmed it twice. And at the first location, this guy tried to stop him and like tackled him and Pamela Anderson. I guess she got hurt. <laughs> That's a perfect excuse to tackle Pamela Anderson. Maybe cop a feel. I don't uh, condone it, but what an opportunity that man seized. <laughs> Yeah, you heard her too. I mean, you, you balance it out. She is a good doctor. She's very rich, so she can she can go to the the good people out there in LA and get some shit fixed up. All right. So I want to start a thing where we duel characters from two random movies, and a we would duel, see a fight. Yes, okay. a fight. We would see a who squabble. Win. So here, altercation. Here's Donny Brook. Here's the contestants for this week's episode: Olaf from Frozen. The Predator from the Predator movies. My money's on Olaf, dog. Okay, what environment are we in? Are we in like an icy environment? Or are we in like a jungle environment? Like, where are we? Because Olaf gets a power boost, essentially, when he's in ice. (laughs) Yeah. Like camouflage, too. Remember, in the first movie, though, Elsa gives him that, like, rain cloud that follows him. Or the snow cloud that follows him. Oh, yeah. she She made him immortal. Can Olaf die? I don't think he can. I mean, if you light him on fire, that cloud isn't going to do much for him. I don't know because Elsa's powers are pretty strong. Yeah, I but, think okay, but Elsa's snow, not involved. This that's the last. That's the yeah, last. You're so, right. You're that's right. The last right. thing she has for him is okay. that. What well, is the is the snow cloud? No, no. I think the environment definitely plays a huge part. We'll say we'll say New York City from Predator Two. Sure. Okay. Sure. We'll say, we'll say they just roll up on New York City. Vegas temperamental, you know, weather. Like it's not too hot. Maybe he won't melt right off the fight. It'll be nighttime. So yeah. All right. No, I I think I think it is a hundred percent the Predators fight to lose. Uh, <laughs> and I'll just come out and say it. If I had to put a thousand dollars down on this fight, it would be for the Predator. But. Olaf, man, can throw them sticks, dog. He can throw them <laughs> sticks with anybody. Weapon. No, dude, he, he can throw Sharp. hands. He can just swing on, on Predator. Uh, can you imagine just the, the stick to the eye? God damn. Could you, but also, uh, remember, he can like, like he has like separate pieces for his head and his body. So like Predator could come in with like a swing and he could just, <laughs> and just pop his head up and over. He's almost so laughable that, you know, he like the predator like would like not be as aggressive. You know what I mean? It's like, like what a, is this? it's like a fighter, you know, like fighting like a little kid. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to fucking the little kid punches like Mike Tyson. No, serious. <laughs> and that's Olaf. There's a very important. You're right. You're right. And there's a very important angle. What was Arnold Schwarzenegger's biggest problem fighting the predator initially is because he had thermal vision. He had to cover himself in mud. Olaf is fucking ice. <laughs> he will. He won't even be able to t- detect that That's motherfucker. Such a good point. <laughs> Olaf, Olaf's gonna have a headband like Rambo or Solid Snake, and just come up behind him with like a sharpened twig uh, arm and just 
Yeah, but he's going to come and be like, I like warm hugs. <laughs> warm hugs in hell. <laughs> so in, in the so, perfect action movie type sense, that's the exact one liner he'd pull. So if we're going <laughs> to. So if we're going to put this like UFC fight three rounds, how many rounds do you think this is going? What kind of ground game does Olaf have? Uh, Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu? I don't know what they teach in Arendelle. <laughs> Wait, do aliens have UFC though? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe the Predator doesn't know what that is. Maybe well, they have like maybe a ritual it's CFU. Program. It's just CFU. backward. He lives in the alternate, you know. CFU. <laughs> champion fighting you. Yeah, champion fighting you. <laughs> He's really just from Russia. Can you imagine that Predator just rolls up in a tracksuit. Hello. You oh, have backwards R. <laughs> Oh my Olaf god! Takes it. Olaf that's takes it. it. That's it. I, I think. Yeah, this is the game was rigged from the start. Olaf is like the snow Chad. Then when you and then you brought up the thermal vision, and I mean, it's just like what the predator be fucking lost, dog. <laughs> All he the just, tight streets in New York, Olaf and his ability to fucking. I just go imagine anywhere. like the predator walks down a sh- like an alleyway, and you just hear like. And he looks behind him, and there's no, there's no way there. <laughs> the shadow kind of like moves across the background. But, it's like, but Olaf, that? but Olaf does like like a home alone, and he he runs like in front of him really fast. We so can't see, so he walks forward, but it's a puddle because he's somewhat melting. He just slips, and he's shit in oh the alleyway. Oh my god! And then, and then he sings about it. He I, sings like a yeah, song about it. I think Olaf, in like you said, in the home alone fashion, might use New York City as his tool to kill the predator. Oh shit, you're right. Like he can when you said like he could slip on a puddle, like I envision Olaf now as his fucking mastermind. That's like, you know, setting up traps around corners for the predator, you know, slip on marbles, fall down staircase type situation. Olaf's a crafty little bugger. I love it. I love that you brought this up. People I guarantee you everyone of our viewers is gonna <laughs> the be like forums are gonna go nuts all day. We're gonna we're gonna lose people because of our opinion. Episode one. I can't stand this show. There's thousands of replies on like Yahoo Answer arguments over this. It's like it's like Goku versus Naruto tier stuff. Like you, you can't talk about it. But you know what? We're gonna answer the hard questions on this show. So I don't apologize. <laughs>